Hold on, stop. Welcome back to the shit show 2.0. Okay, boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who were obviously mentally ill. Oh, this is going to go downhill real quick. What is going on and welcome to Take On The World? With yours truly, the old Jonathan. And Lexi. And Mike D, as always. Um, We're here getting ready to do uh, one of John's topics. Yeah. I do, I do like, like, you throw some topics at me, like, and I've seen this before, but I like when you throw topics at me that I don't know a whole lot about because I love researching this stuff. I'm good for that. I'm good for some, like, weird shit. Yeah. You know? And Lexi's last topic, uh, we just wrapped up uh, Gus LaPrince. Louis LaPrince? Gus. We call him Gus of a friend. I, I, I would like to do, go back to our horror movie <clears throat> one and do, just to, like, narrow it down to, I want to do, um... Pinhead, because I was watching like, like the whole classic? back, yeah, like the whole backstory Just Hellraiser? of Hellraiser and Pinhead and like crazy, his character, yeah, like I don't want to give too much away. Okay, we could for do a future it. episode, but you know, that, I, I, I add, that to, add that to add that to the list. It's June, dude. Well, okay, we'll wait till we'll wait till uh, we could do that there fall. October. We have so much time. We could all pick like three different movies and do them like just release them in October or two different movies. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, all right. So there you go. So that the future thing is to you're going to do Pinhead. Yeah, the the backstory of Pinhead from like. So your your movie will be okay. Hellraiser. Yes. And I I'll look at some of the backstories of the other characters too, <clears throat> and let you focus on Pinhead. And I think you I could would probably have you could probably get really into that. Oh, I I, I love horror movies, so yeah. it's like. There are just so many good ones. I, I was like, it would either be it would either be Jason Voorhees or. I almost said Freddie Mercury. Freddie Krueger. Freddie Krueger. But then I was like, oh my gosh, we're Michael Myers. I love the Halloween. Oh, exactly. So you would have been great on our horror. They had someone in the shitter. It's okay. October comes around every year. I got cigarettes. I can't wait. For the, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll have to do like uh, different nails. And spaghetti. I'll have to do different nails. Yeah. So, so I love it. Because yeah, because horror is is my shit. I love horror. I, I like as soon as he as soon as you guys said that everybody pick a horror movie. My my brain starts racing. What am I gonna pick? And I'm gonna pick something so off the wall that you guys, yeah, are gonna be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, uh, speaking of horror movies, did it's in the genre, but the there's a new Evil Dead coming out. Oh, I can't wait. And Bruce oh. Campbell's gonna be in it. Yes, but he's been, it, it, it's not, it hasn't. He's been in all of them. It, did it already come out yet? Uh, it, I don't think so. I don't think it, it has. It's, it's on one of the streaming services, I think. <clears throat> I'd like to see a preview for it, if they, if they have any. I just heard about it. I didn't really research anything into it. But it's going to be on one of the streaming services. So I'm God, like, you see that? No. Not it on my face again. Bastard. Good, good for you, buddy. Lucky you. <laughs> HBO Max. Yeah. I kind of like this whole COVID thing where, like, stuff's not going to the theaters and just going yeah, right to the Yeah, but everything's opening up and everything's going to the theaters again. Did I see this? 
Now, don't get me wrong. I would love to see movies in the theaters. I just hate people. Yeah, and but you know what? Have you been to the theater in the last year? Two? No. The seats are so big, even if you're sitting next to someone, you're not really it's next so to them. Nice. <sighs> yeah, no, Listen, yeah, I know. You live down in, like, the Reading area, right? Yeah, like we go to the, the, the loungy Fox chairs. Berkshire? Yep. Yeah. Just stop bitching, then. It is, is great, but I would rather it's just... perfect. You just take away the usually go on buyer. Christmas. Christmas that's, Day. That's, there's, like, two people there. It's great. Yeah. We saw the, um... What was the last Star Wars movie there? The last Star Wars movie. Yeah. And, uh... Dude, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I just didn't really get into it. Why why do you say Star Wars? Because Lexi's wearing a Hawaiian Star Wars shirt. (laughs) So, the... I'm not even going to get into it. Because I'm going to get hammered here. I got two Star Wars fans. I'm already... I'm already up. I'm already up. Okay. Watch your mouth. It has a 2022 release date. What's it called? Evil Dead Rise. Schmidt. It's written by Lee Cronin and produced by Robert Tapper with uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell serving as executive producers. Okay. All right. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, topic this week is the old infamous, it's not really infamous, famous Maybe not so much. Uh, it Mysterious. Was once called the eighth wonder of the world. Oh. That would be the Coral Castle. There you go. In Florida. Which I had seen, I saw a, a documentary on it before, <laughs> but then when I started looking into it, there's a lot of cool information. So in my research, I focused on Edward, how do you pronounce his last name? Lee Scallon. Lead scale, that's it. Uh, I, I I focused on him. He's the guy who built it. Um, but By I, himself. I wanted to yeah. know more about him before the, the Coral Castle. Right. So. Here we go. Oh, so much cool stuff. I have uh, all these pictures pulled up. Are you going to put pictures on top of this? Absolutely. Okay, cool. You have cool. to. I'm going to just flash them up <laughs> as we're going through and, so, and let them see what, what, what's going on. I don't know if I should. I'll mention it later. We'll get right into his um, his history. So, born January twelfth, eighteen eighty seven, in Latvia, and some sources say Russia. I think Russia was well, Latvia it, was part of Russia. It was I the, the so. Russian Empire, Empire or coalition or yeah, cocksuckers, yeah, commie bastards. Um, true. Very little is known about his early existence. Except his parents were not wealthy, and he only had received a fourth grade formal education. He was a sickly boy who spent time reading books, helping him to de- to develop a lifelong yearning for knowledge. Now, this is like the second one we did where the kid was sickly, mm-hmm. and all he did was read. Yeah. Right, yeah. So there's something to be said about reading. Reading is an escape. Definitely will not make you stupider. No. <laughs> He became a stonemason in practice. Actually, he was encouraged to become a stonemason when he they realized he was sickly to father his to to pursue his father's career. Right. Um, so then I guess he became a stonemason, practiced his craft in Latvia after coming of age. And what would that age be like? Ten? With Latvia? <laughs> uh, probably sixteen. I am stonemason. Yeah, probably sixteen. Screw you, lazy bitches. They make rocks together. <laughs> Edward Leedscallon 
was 26 years old when his 16-year-old fiance Agnes Scoopst, Scuffs, broke up with him one day before the wedding in Latvia. He decided to immigrate to North America. Okay, that makes sense then. So, like, he's getting ready to get married. They've been together, I don't know how long. I I, I don't know if it was an arranged marriage. She's awful young. Which yeah, is why I'm thinking 16 is probably coming of age. Right. And she says, nah, I'm not getting married tomorrow. Like, how does that work, though, if it is, like, an arranged wedding or if it's, like, because, like, that's coming of age and, like, they have, you know what I mean? Well, you, you, so, you give your, give the, your wife's dad some goats or some... I guess so, but like, really I mean, nice how does it work for her to be able to break up with him? Then? This shit? I don't know. Weird. It's a whole different freaking. Uh, Listen, scuffs. Oh. I want my goats back. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, scuffs. You didn't turn my goats into fucking burgundy, did you? <laughs> so, anyways, he gets butt hurt, decides to immigrate to North America. Rightly so. I would do the same thing. In that age. April 7th, 1912. So this is right around the turn of World War One. I. I think World War One was 1914. Yeah. And uh, he arrived in New York City. God, that must have been a hell of a fucking scene. In that crazy time on the wooden boats. Yeah. Just sickly people. Coming people. In all the time. And him being a sickly person himself. Absolutely. Uh, so the fact that he actually passed the test and became an immigrant is miraculous. Uh, somebody call somebody called divine intervention. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he's looking for work around the East Coast until August. Finding no work, he moved to the Pacific Northwest. Whoa, he went from East Coast to West Coast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Shit. Because there's a logging boom out there, and and there was ready work for people. Okay, I see. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, makes sense. So now th- this information <clears throat> was from the census. Okay, so in a census in nineteen seventy, his draft registration and then the census. Okay, this right here, seventeen. His draft registration stated he was self-employed and engaged in axe handling manufacturing. That's very important back then. Uh, nineteen twenty census data shows he resided in Reedsport, Oregon. So he's in fucking God's country. Yeah, yeah. In winter nineteen twenty-two, contracted he contracted tuberculosis and moved to Florida for a warmer climate. He brought and developed. A uh, parcel of, or he he bought and de- undeveloped, and undeveloped, undeveloped, Unde- und- what is it? Oh. Undeveloped. It, it was. So you mean like knock trees and shut down? Yes. It was like that would just be developed. No, it's undeveloped. It's undeveloped, which means that there are trees. It's not good land. Oh, okay. It's not good so for anything. Once you develop it, you you raise the trees and and you okay. you put right. a building on. So it. he bought ten acres of land and cleared the land. So, uh, for a part of. As his parcel of land in Florida City, it wasn't. Was it Florida City? It was some other city. It was hold on somewhere in Florida, Somerset. I think was the. Well, he moves it then. He does. So oh, yeah, you're right. When you're right. he gets tuberculosis before he moves to Florida, when he moves to Florida, there's this guy that finds him wandering the road, and like walking, and like he's like, "Oh, I'm looking." This is why I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So. The documentary I watched was Voy- It was led by Leonard Nimoy. Wait, can I interject just one tiny thing? Yes. Edward Leeds Scallon was 90 pounds. Yes, he was tiny. 90 pounds. He was small. That's like three of us. So, this guy finds him, and 
he still has tuberculosis. This guy says he is so sickly. He is just like, like this is like advanced tuberculosis. So this guy picks him up and takes him to his house, and he and his wife nurse him back to health. Oh, I didn't hear any of this. This is an older documentary, so this probably, this has, like, information probably. Oh, if it's Leonard Nimoy, of course it's old. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, anyway, this guy picks him up and uh, takes him home. He and his wife nurse him back to health, and he tells this guy... I'm looking for a piece of land that I can build, like, essentially a paradise for my Sweet 16. And everybody's like, who's this Sweet 16? <laughs> this, is, this, is why, this is why I said this makes sense. So every, nobody else knows who a Sweet 16 is. It's just, like, some mysterious thing which adds to, like, the kind of, like, almost conspiracy theory or, like, supernatural aspect of it. Wow. Because we'll get into what actually happened, but just because of the context of this whole thing, there are people that actually knew him and like were there when he was building it. It's really, really cool. Okay. But I wanted to add that in here because they nursed him back to health. That piece of land that he got was actually from this guy. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was like on his property, kind of. Oh, all right. Anyways, continue. So, he buys his parcel of land, 10 acres, knocks down the trees, and then over the next 28 years, he constructed a massive structure he called, quote-unquote, Rock Gate, and decided it to the girl, or, uh, dedicated it to the girl who had left, left New years, years before, before. Sweet 16. So, see, he called her Sweet 16, and nobody knew who it was. They just thought it was like... Oh no, maybe his you know his love passed away or Well he's just retarded. No, like he's he was just obsessed. he's coughing up blood. He was just obsessed with this well, girl. The guy his heart was broken. Exactly. Yeah, I can attest to that. So uh he worked alone and mostly at night. Uh <clears throat> he worked alone and and mostly at night, lead scaling quarried and sculptured. He refused to allow anyone to view him while he worked. No. I heard this, but then I saw video of him working while people were walking around the property. I don't think it was real. What? Like, I don't think that that was actual video. What kind of work was he doing? Oh, Oh. shit. Was that the power? Yes. Why? And... Oh, I guess it's getting that bad outside. Clean. And we are back. Uh, it's raining. Scary. It's raining outside, and we lost power. power and it just went really dark in here. Hold Michael's hand. And John was not holding my hand; he was holding other stuff. It was smaller than his hand. Much smaller. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so where where we're gonna edit this out? We're not editing that. That's staying. No, I meant the part where I'm like fuddling over where the fuck I was. Right here. He worked alone mostly at night. Yes, I read that. So, so refuse to watch anybody, any, have anybody watch him work. We were talking about the the videos that there are of him working. I don't think that those are video, videos of him actually doing anything. But, you mean he just was pretending? No, like I don't think it was him doing any of the things that are in question. Anything important. No, it shows him lifting the blocks. I don't think He's so. He's just doing busy work. It does. I don't think so. It, I didn't see it. it. 
Children did not tell me. Children, no, you shut up because listen. Children, listen. No, no, Leonard Nimoy wouldn't because this this video just came to light not long ago. Leonard okay. Nimoy is God, he's, so therefore he's you're Spock. wrong. <laughs> he's Spock. He's beautiful. He's just very logical. <sighs> he's so good. He's a treasure. After teeny teeny teeny. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Is where I'm at? Yeah, yeah I was going to say there was this kid in this documentary that was like, yeah, I was like maybe like five, six years, seven years old. That's not a teenager. He touched me my no-no no, no, But I'm saying like it was like a kid and he said, no, no, don't go there. There you was just touched my no-no square. There was <laughs> a, uh, like a door that he had built so that the kids wouldn't be able to get down the steps and like get into like his workspace. Because okay. that people used to go there all the time. Like it, like it was fine. Like it was like a garden almost. Right. Um, and they used to like play around. Like the kids would play like it was a park. Which is. That's really good. I, I told I you. I called bro. you gay, but that's good. It's a Hefeweizen. It's a Hefeweizen. There's nothing gay about Hefeweizen. It's a German beer. I understand bro. that. It's uh, Hefeweizen. You know, I got it from all the umlauts and the. <sighs> ah. What's this? That's gay. <laughs> Why is this in front of the cool knife? Fine. It belongs in the trash, but <laughs> it belongs in the trash. I'll get that later. Cool. I'll get that later. All right. The teenagers claimed to have witnessed him working, saying that the coral blocks moved around like they were hydrogen balloons, like they were floating. Yes. See, these kids were clearly on drugs. Clearly. So Coral Castle is not actually made from coral at all. It's not. This coral. is what I was going to say. Okay. It's sandstone. Limestone. Limestone. Thank you. He sculpted two hundred twenty thousand pounds. Of 1,100 short tons of what the fuck does that mean? Oolite. Oolite. A short ton is short of a ton. A so short ton is 2,000 pounds. Of a ton. Two tons of one ton short. No. Uh, it's 220 pounds. Or it was supposed to be ore. Oh. 1,100 short tons of oolite limestones. Oolite limestones are sometimes called caprock because it's found near the surface of the ground and can run as deep as 30 feet. Now, what's important about this is the land that he chose for this. Now, he went and he looked and he looked and he looked. He passed up all the land that was good for, yes. like, fertilizers and stuff. Didn't he, he get his... chose an area that was bedrock from the top. Didn't he get his limestone from, like, a northern place and then haul it down? I think so. No. To... Mm -hmm. uh, the documentary I watched said it was limed on site. Or, uh, oh, yes. Yeah, it a lot was. of it. A lot of it, but I think they said, okay, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yes, I, I believe. It wouldn't be the first time. Obviously. People, yeah. people thought he was getting it from someplace else and bringing it in. Well, there are there are pictures of him where he actually, you could see where he uh, dug up the limestone. Mm -hmm. And it's like perfectly cut. Like, you could see it's not jagged or nothing. Which, I'll hold my thoughts on this one because I always shoot my load way earlier than possible. And we you know guys that. already say, we you know guys that. already have it written around there. Why you just fucking wait? So anyways. <laughs> uh, it's for, uh, what is it called? Uh, oolite is formed when a calcium carbonate is deposited on the surface of spherical sand grains composed of concentric layers of ore. Oids. 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 His creation would eventually become known as Coral Castle. He used only basic tools as he was a man of modest means. He used, used salvage wood and old auto parts 
The only advanced tool Leech Gallon broke or spoke of was using a perpetual motion holder. Which I, I, I looked this up and I, I looked up what the hell this thing was. And I don't think it has anything to do with the way he built these things. No, no. Uh, are you sure it wasn't like the, the teepee, like the tripod that no. he made? The perpetual motion holder is basically if you charge uh, a magnetic circuit, mm-hmm. it will hold that charge in perpetuity until you discharge it. Oh, is that how he made his electricity? Well, because they talked about him having like an electricity machine. Right. It, right what he has is like, let's not go too far. We'll touch on that later. So, <laughs> so in other words, Lexi, shut up. Well, here's the thing: is my documentary was obviously cooler than yours. Because <laughs> they, they said they had that, but he... go ahead. John's staring at me. Jesus Christ! Whatever. You know what? Is it getting better? I, I, no, I liked it from the first step. Okay, good. I was not a. Uh, first he built a house castle out of limestone blocks and wood. Then he gradually constructed the stone structures for which he is now famous. He named the original castle Ed's Place. That's kind of queer. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Ed's Place. <laughs> Come on into Ed's Place, little boy. That's like uh, what's some ice cream? Isn't I got Mackey's, puppies in here. Isn't Ed Mackey's the one that they go to? That's like the supposed to be like the gate to hell or whatever. Isn't that what that's called? I don't know. Maybe just make that up. No, it's from Ghost Adventure. Uh, like no, I don't watch that stupid okay. shit. It's not stupid. So that one was actually really creepy. The Gates of Hell are in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I know. It's every time I cross the border. <laughs> Ed's place was located in Florida City, Florida, in 1923. He opened the Coral Castle to the public, offering tours for 10 cents. Yes. I saw a picture of that sign. It was super cool. I uh, actually have a picture of that. That's what I had all those pictures up. I think we need to put that in the uh, the TARDIS. What? A little invite from Ed Leedskallon. <laughs> Coral <laughs> Castle. Uh, but you put your 10 cents here, bitch. <laughs> in 1936, he decided to move and take the castle with... Oh, this is... I didn't know that. Yeah, he moved the castle. He Shit. took it. Okay. Because people oh, kept bothering him. There was like a um somebody there was a group of people that tried to rob him. They like roughed him up. Fucking bad. And bastards. he's like, you know what? People are like coming around too much, like I just want to go someplace else. Like this is freeing me my sweet sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird, just, but it's my sweet sixteen. I watched the one lady in this documentary, it was like an old lady. She was like and he just always talked about his sweet sixteen. She just never got older. Must have been nice. <laughs> And I'm like, I love you, lady. He had all these white stains all over his jeans. I don't understand. It's limestone deposits. Continue. It's limestone. It just won't come off. Once again, soda does that. (laughs) If you ever like mix up like a bunch of baking soda with with water, it gets weird. You like fling it on stuff. It looks really funny. Oh my god. In 1936, he decided to move the castle with him. He spent three years moving the components 10 miles to its current location outside Homestead, Florida. He named the new place Rocky. They said that he hired a truck driver from town with a flatbed, and he would tell him to, like, oh, just go over here. Like, I'll put it up myself. Like, 
just give me a couple minutes, I'll call you back, it'll be up here. So and he would put the pieces on the on the flatbed himself. The whole thing dug out, like the whole complete. And he block by block. He so rebuilt it. So it was the whole coral castle. Yes, yeah. everything. The, everything. The homestead. He didn't dig anything out of the homestead. Just erected everything and put it together. I think there was digging done at homes because I think the, the homestead site oh. also has. Excuse me. That's what I thought. Uh, the limestone there. I think so okay. too. But so. regardless, like he would tell him, you know, like. Oh, just just walk over there and touch your movie for five minutes. Yeah, just go over there behind the corner. And I'll call you back. And Don't he would load everything to himself. Like, how weird is go that? Go get yourself some Grotto's pizza. I'll be right back. <laughs> I can't wait to get to the part where they tell us how they did it because I didn't think that they ever found out. All right, so no. Uh, this is an interesting fact. Leonard yeah. Nimoy told me that they never knew. They didn't, and it was just recently. No mortar was used to fasten the stones together. They were put together in such precision, no light passes through the joints. Now this is this is reminiscent this of is like anti-gravity. all the shit that like in 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 like Machu Picchu. This is how they're saying uh, that they built it. Yeah, uh, uh, got it. Well, they they actually have video of people cutting this limestone with like it looks like a big, a like big the, the old logs yeah. logging saws, and they just run water through it and run this saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes a nice straight cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's limestone, so it's. I think it's relatively soft, especially yeah. when it's eaten half alive by cor- uh, salt water. Yeah. Well, so, uh, maybe this is a good time for Lexi to tell us about the levitation. Okay. So, I think the full title of this documentary was Something Something Coral Castle, Semicolon, Telekinesis, Telekinesis and Anti-Gravity. Uh, it had to be in search of. I don't because Leonard Nimoy used to do the insert. Uh, yeah, I don't think was it like an old seventies oh, show. It had to be like it was. Yeah. You know how like older videos have like not like a full sepia tone, but they kind of are like washed out. Yeah, that's how it looked. I'll pull it up. It looks like an old photograph. That was the only other thing that I knew that he did that was like you know like. Not, I want to say conspiracy it's called theory. Secrets of Coral Castle with Leonard Nimoy. Hmm. Telekinesis and anti gravity. Documentary. Hosted oh, so by Leonard Nimoy. This film. Straight up documentary. Yes. This film highlights the amazing stonework of, at Quarrel Castle. Uh, let me see if I can figure out when this was. 1973. 78. But, anyways. Uh. <clears throat> It, it was really, really good. I mean, like, for what they knew at the time, you know what I mean? So, anyways, this was, like, talking about, like, they think that, in at this point, they thought that, that he had done something more akin to however they they would have built, like, the pyramids and stuff. Well, he actually said that. That he had knowledge on how they built the pyramids, and that's, that's how I he know. built this. I, mean, I think, I think his quote was, I now possess the knowledge that the uh, ancient uh, Egyptians. Egyptians had. I think, I think so, too. I have it here someplace. <clears throat> um, so, but, like, he would tell people, like, he wouldn't let people w- watch him work. Now, obviously, I guess this is untrue, but he said that, or they said that um, people would, like, come to spy on him, and he would stop working. He would, like, wave at them and wait for them to leave. And that's why he ended up ultimately mo- moving, because... He was like three yards of, off of somebody else's house or something. You know right, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Um, but 
ultimately, like most older documentaries are, there's no like clear answers or anything like that. It was just talking about like how anti-gravity has been used, like not in like any kind of like woo kind of way, but like in a real kind of way where like you can stack things in a certain way. And it uses like their natural balances to create like an anti gravity type of. Okay, well that mu- they must be talking about the door. Yes. Th- th- that door that swings. Yes. The and metal. They... The, hold on, there's two doors. No, it's the, the it's, metal door. Or it's the not, coral it's, door. It's, it's, a, coral it's door. not okay. a coral door. It's not a coral door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they explain that. Did you see that? I did not. It's in my notes. It's in my notes. It's in my notes. You wait to get there. But. Excuse me, but that's that's what this documentary was about, and it was you know people who who had known him or who had been there for part of you know what whatever was happening, and it was just all very mysterious. He didn't tell people a whole lot, like he didn't tell anybody what he was doing or how he was doing it, and um, you know, like I said, he would make precautions so like the local kids couldn't get in and 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 all this different kinds of stuff, and it was mm-hmm. like. That that stone door is like two tons or something like that. The stone door and they just explanation is in the next paragraph after this. But that's so that's that's what it was all about. Telekinesis, how he moved these blocks, like how else would he have done it? Like why wouldn't he let anybody watch him? I think he was just an eccentric guy that He was really obviously smart. a little bit snapped, you know what I mean? Like yeah, he was very bit, sickly. Little... He fell in love with this girl and she broke his heart. Broke his heart. Uh, he never actually, was gone. Was a, um, I don't know if you have it written here, Mike, but they said that he literally lived on. Yes, it's in here. The food. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but so we'll you go, can say it. We'll, okay, so he lived on. He was ninety pounds, and he yeah. lived on sardines and crackers. For That's all time. he ate. That's all he ate. And then he ended up like dying of liver failure later on. Oh Jesus! Son of a turn it off. That's it. it. I give up. <laughs> so we'll go back to the the uh, the eight foot vertical stones that make up the perimeter are perfectly uniform. They're, they're, they're perfectly level, perfectly uniform. Yes. There's no variation between them, and no sunlight comes between them. His living quarters walls consisting of eight foot high pieces of stone. Now, uh, this is what I want to touch on the the accurate sundial. Have you ever seen the sundial? Yes. I've seen a picture of it. So post a picture of it if you can with this. But it's weird. It, it looks like a half ball. And there's like this. They look like figure eights all throughout the like the half ball. And you, you go like this. You take your thumbs and you go, that's half hour, one hour, hour and a half, like this, like that. And then it's all weird. Like this is the this is the winter equinox. This is the summer, fall, and hmm. uh, oh, hold on. summer, winter. They're, they're all equal. You know what I'm saying? I can't think of the other They're one. all equinoxes? Yeah. No. Uh, uh, solstice? Solstice. So, it's yeah. summer and winter solstice and yeah. fall and fall, spring equinox. Fall and spring. And wherever you, like, place your thumbs or your fingers, it you and, like, they did it. Like, it was really cool. So you could see how long the day was. Yeah, the guy goes like this. He's like, it's all according to shadows. I wonder if so he did like this with his finger, and then the shadow hit there, and he goes, uh, I think it's about 8.30. And some lady checked it with her, with her watch. She goes, yep, it's 8.30. It's like holy shit! That's like this, cool. this guy is like he's on a different level. Yeah, you know he's very like when you find he learned it, all that stuff. Like he had nothing else to do but learn. Right. So you think like people that don't go to school are dummies, but you're no. wrong. He's My so best out friend there. did not graduate middle school. He's probably really smart. He is. Like he does so much stuff. He like 
just insane. I'm not advocating to skip school. No, no, no. But, school, but... but if there are just certain people, and it's not everyone, and it's not everyone that drops out or everyone that, you know, quits or whatever, but there are certain people that it, you're just meant for something different. Yeah, I think you have with, like, these super ultra-smart people, like uh, uh, Tesla, uh, what do you say? Um, Mike Zellner. Zellner. Who's the guy? The uh, Howard, Howard Hughes. Oh, yeah. This guy, yeah. Edward Leeds Gallon. Like, they're all super smart, can build shit, yeah. and have these great ideas. They're just made just, in a different time. And they, they all, they're all weird. They all go mm-hmm. nuts. Einstein. Yeah. Go. Nostradamus. <laughs> Nostradamus. <laughs> uh, so this is all the stuff that they built. He built there: an accurate uh, sundial, a polar telescope, an obelisk. An obelisk. Yes. A barbecue. Oh, oh, oh I love the, barbecue. The telescope thing. Should I just stop and let you go? Yes. Okay. Again, continue. So it's like these little <laughs> rock, like they look like little scopes, and there's wires mm-hmm. in between them, like crosshairs. And depending where you look through them, and you can see the sun, and you can tell, like, which, I forget what it was, but, like, it, the sun lines up perfectly in the crosshairs yeah. of these little holes that he bored through these two different, uh, uh, uh the fuck is a stone called? The, limestone. Uh, the limestones. Limestone. And, yeah, just, just. You, you could call it coral. Food for thought. Food for thought. I wanted to, like. Know more about it, but I kind of screwed. But that's what it was. It was like you can look through crosshairs, right? Through two different holes, and so definitely anything that we're mentioning that you don't see pictures of, you should look it up because. Yeah, I don't have pictures cool of each thing individually. If you can find them, I though, just have we'll overviews. They're pretty cool. And there was like a water well. Yeah. A fountain. Celestial stars and planets. <sighs> that's pretty cool. And numerous pieces of furniture. The furniture included a heart-shaped table, a table in the shape of Florida. Uh, 25 rocking chairs, chairs resembling crescent moons, a bathtub, beds, and a throne. That, this guy. Okay. With a few exceptions, uh, objects are made from single pieces of stone weighing 15 short ton. The short ton is 2,000 pounds. A regular ton is like 2,300 pounds. So it's just shy of a ton. So it's like half. I don't. Not half. Not anywhere near half. It's a U.S. measurement. It makes no sense to me because I don't think we even use short tons anymore. So but it's, it's a it's, lot. It's, it's a small ton. It's a short ton. Okay. I the don't largest understand how I get this. 20 <laughs> short ton. Yeah. A nine short ton. I don't know what the eight to. Uh, revolving eight foot. Eight point two tons. <laughs> okay, eight. Jesus Christ! Nine short ton is around 8.2. In this case, it was 8.2 tons. That's like four big-ass cars. Yeah, over eight, but smaller than nine. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So this revolving (gasps) eight-foot tall gate door made of limestone that was weighed as much as like four SUVs. Uh, It's a famous structure of the castle and has been featured on TVs in search of, and that's incredible. The gate... Go ahead. I thought you were going to say something. Mm-mm. I'm just listening. <clears throat> the Listen, gate is carved so that it fits within a quarter of an inch of the walls. That's fucking impressive. Yeah, I know. It was well balanced, reportedly, so that a child could open it with a push of a finger. The mystery of the gate's perfectly balanced axis and ease with it, uh, with which it 
revolved lasted for decades until it stopped working and I oh I didn't know it stopped working yeah probably because people wore it down people used it too much yeah I guess so well wait to see how he made it you'll know why it wore down okay can I guess before go ahead and you can tell me if I'm right or not you read the head go ahead is the top just a little bit peaked no okay hmm no, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to remove it. Six men and a 50 short ton, 45 ton crane were used. Once the gate was removed, the engineers discovered how Lead Scallon had centered and balanced it. He had drilled a hole from the top to bottom. Really? And inserted a metal. Okay, so the metal shaft wore down. The, the, just, truck, the truck bearing wore down. That is just like too normal. I know. Like that's not magnificent at all. Yes, the truck bearing, the truck bearing rested. I mean, that's great. That's awesome. Like it's, it's amazing the fact that like he made this by himself. But, like you're just expecting it to be like, yeah. oh, I'll let a new boy talk about this cool I thing. I think that's going to be the sad thing about this whole thing. Is like it's not, not sad, but not sad, but it's it's, it's intriguing. Like it's he like gaining he knowledge. Did it himself with what he had. What he had. Yeah. Well, they he said he used old, old car parts and and he used yeah. he used lumber and yeah. The rock Trash. rested on an old truck bearing. It was uh, the rusting out of this bearing that resulted in the gate's failure to revolve. Complete with the new bearings and shaft, it was set back into place on July 23rd, 1986. And oh, it, okay, so they got it back working. And it failed again in 2005. Sons of bitches. Probably seems like double the people going there and spinning this fucking thing. Well, it's about the same amount of time, isn't they it? They said it didn't, it didn't rotate the same after 2005 when they re- repaired it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was probably worn down, you know. Doors never fit the same way ever nope. again. So, um, after the move, uh, he would ask for a donation of twenty-five cents for the na- for a tour, but allow visitors to enter if they had no money. There were signs carved into the rock at the front gate, ringing bell twice. He would, the signs are really cool. I looked at them. He, he, yeah. he would, they would ring the bell. And he'd come down from his living quarters in the second story of the castle. Oh, that's cool. And he'd conduct the tour. Mm-hmm. Dude, to have the tour conducted by the man himself. Yes. Yeah, wouldn't that be so cool? He probably smelled of crackers and fish sticks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on in. Don't mind the white stains on my pants and shirt. It's the top. He's a genius. It's limestone, I tell you. <laughs> oh, my sweet 16. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what they said. And I was like, oh my gosh, who could this woman be? When he asked how he had moved all the heavy stones on his own, he would reply, I understand the laws of weight and leverage, and I know the secrets the, of the people who built the pyramids. Some local residents later remembered that as school children, they had field trips to the construction site of the future quarter castle, and Leeds Gallup personally explained manual methods of his work. So I know he put out books of like magnetism and levitation, and you know, I just, I don't think it was. I think it was just. Well, I, I'm I'm telling you, we we. You watch the video where they explain how they do it. They show him doing it. Yeah. And it makes complete sense. It's block and tackle. Yeah, yeah. I swear, I think we watched the same fucking video. We probably did. It's very slow. It's like. Yeah. Well, he's he's there pulling the chain. You know how it is. The outside chain runs through the gear. Yeah. And then the inside one goes nice and slow. But I think at some point he decided that this sucks. I'm 90 pounds, and he meant he. You remember that um that like clover shaped uh so stainer that he made? Yeah, well that was his AC generator. 
Yeah, but he I was all block and tackle. I wasn't allowed to talk about side, that. I lift him up on the other side. And then that metal door that he had, there was a there was a setup that would just make the, the metal bar go like this, the metal door go like this. And that's how he cut all the stones. Hmm. It's I it's really when you when you look at the whole concept and this guy explains it to you. He worked on it for like sixty years. Yeah. It it makes sense. It's like, oh, okay. It's like that's genius, but it's not really like you know, I don't think I could think of something like no, that. No, exactly. Like, so how did he move the blocks, though? Block and tackle. What's that? He had those those wooden pyramids, and there was an array of, like, electromagnetic, like, capacitors. No. And, no, it's basically like, Michael, it's not supernatural. That's, I'm not Electromagnetic Electromagnetic capacitors was, are not supernatural. They are perfectly scientific. It was all mechanical. It was basically like a, an electric motor that they would raise and do this whole thing for him. So they he didn't have to do it himself. The, the one I watched, they showed him do it manually. Yes, he did it first. And then he, as he progressed, he made that. Remember the wooden An electric wedge. Yeah, it's basically an electric wedge. Yeah. Using electromagnetic capacitors. Well, you make it sound like it's a supernatural thing. No, I'm saying it's not. But you're like, there are these electromagnetic capacitors, and he's just like... Well, he cut me off. I didn't mean to say that. It was like capacitors, a, a motor and a stator, yeah. a lifting winch, and it, the guy shows you even how he lifted the, the wooden poles <laughs> to get them up. So, like... And he, he kind of, like, rocked them back I and forth. I just feel like there's, like, a bug on my neck or something. They, it's really it, Maybe there's just a string on that. It hurt. He, they also showed him moving them into place. Yeah. With a, a, a ratcheting thing. Yes, that's it. Yes, he he had to come along. And it, it, he, he pulled the legs together. And the, the the log, he would sit on logs, and it would just roll across these logs. And all you gotta do is move the last log, put it in the front, and it keeps rolling. Yeah. yeah and then he cut he cut the tops of the logs somehow so they wouldn't pass each other. So right. they just interlock. Huh. So they had no place but to go up. Huh. We did watch the scene. You just make sure. You were trying, you're trying to fucking shush me. I'm not trying to shush you. Okay. Okay. I'll break a bottle over your head. Julius Caesar, let's get there. It's not Julius Caesar. Wait, where were we at? What the? What? <laughs> I saw Julius. Oh. So, well, his building, building methods didn't make him eccentric uh, enough. He lived on a, an exclusive diet of crackers and sardines. I hope they were sardines in oil. I love mustard. sardines. Sorry, or mustard. I don't eat them. Gross. Nope. And in later years, he starved himself. I wonder why. He couldn't bear living without a sweet 16 anymore. I mean, he was only 90 pounds. Exactly. It wasn't really hard to starve himself. In November of 1951, he put a sign on the front door, going to a hospital, and took a bus to Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami. At some point, either before he went to the hospital or at the hospital, he suffered a stroke. 20 28 days later? He passed away. That's another good horror movie. His death certificate noted cause of death uremia failure of kidneys as a result of infected and and an infection ab and abscess. An abscess. <laughs> he had no will and the property passed on to his closest living relatives in the US, a nephew from Michigan. Huh. Odd. Coral Castle's website reports the nephew was in poor health. And sold the castle to an Illinois family right. in 1953. There's a little discrepancy here. Because the person who bought it, in his obituary when he died, said he didn't buy it from the nephew. He said he bought it 
from the state of Florida in 1952 <laughs> and was not even aware that the castle was on the land. Get the fuck out. Holy shit. So I I tend to believe... So they bought the land from the, that couple. He bought the land from that couple and the castle was just on that land because he didn't... So the thing is, is there was no deed for that land. He didn't actually oh, buy it. Oh, I see. Wait, no, because then he moved it. He moved it. Oh, yeah, you're right. So maybe something similar happened, though. How the fuck though? would they not know this because gigantic he, coral castle? How's he going to buy the land? The, the, the first part makes much more sense. It passed on to the nephew. The nephew makes then sense. sold it. Right. This guy's obituary could say whatever. He could, they could say he, he invented the, the, the telegraph and, and that would make it true. Yeah. So, let's see. The new owner turned it into a tourist attraction and changed the name from Rockgate to Rockgate Park and later to Coral Castle. Hmm. In 1981, Levin sold the castle to Coral Castle Incorporated for $175,000, and they maintain ownership today. So, but that Levin or Levin guy, he sold it then, which is the guy that got it because it was on the land that he bought. Right. Right. And in 1984, the property was listed on the National Register of Historic Places under the name of Rocky, but in 2011... The listing name was changed to Coral Castle. I wonder why they did that. Change it? <clears throat> yeah. Or just call it Rocky. Change it. probably a bunch of legality bullshit. Well, because a lot of people know it as Coral Castle. Yeah, but he named it Rocky. Right. But he also renamed it Coral Castle, didn't he? I don't think he did. Well, His creation sure would eventually become known. It eventually became known. I think it's just night. because the way that he sculpted it makes it look like Coral. Uh, it was named Coral Castle by the Levin. Okay. Well, I mean, it does look like coral because it was in the ocean, so it's getting, you know, pounded by water, and it has, it's like hollow, like coral. Well, but see, this, it, the thing is, it's not hollow because it's sand, so it's solid. Right, but it has like those hollowness it, it, it to looks, it. It looks yeah, like the yeah. same thing as coral, yeah. yeah. Because mm-hmm. the, those little things are little circles. Yeah. Anyway, th- I thought this was really interesting. I liked yeah. it absolutely. I liked it better when I didn't know how he did it. Though. So, what what other information Just you got there, John? Um, well, that's what I was going to touch on, but you already touched on it because you watched the same thing that I did. Was what? that he? It was not supernatural or anything. He basically had these tripods. Right. Mm-hmm. Long pole, like pine poles, mm-hmm. and he used come-alongs to just basically lift them up. And then the box on the top, which was his mysterious wooden box where they thought they had the, you know, that whatever yeah. it was. They but never yeah, say what it is. The one I saw says that box just acts the same way as a plate does on top of a tripod. It yeah, just held it's, the top basically together. all he did was he took like an old motor and, and the way it was like a clover shape, as it's going around and it hits the low spot, it disengages and it lets the, it lets the thing come up. Ratchets. And then hmm. as it engages again, it lifts up and it hits the low spot and it ratchets. And it's really not, it's it's genius, but it's not. Right. You understand? Right. Like, it's a simple genius. Right, yeah. So like, oh my god, I never would have done that. It's something that had been used in other industries. Yeah. It just, they didn't, and they didn't put And he used it, old car parts, yeah. coils. Trash, and, junk. Yeah, junk that everybody junk. else would throw away. Yeah. I thought, it's, it's, it's ingenious. So basically what this guy it's did good. in this video, I don't know if we can link the video to this. He basically, like, just re-engineered what he did. Yeah. And was like, okay, this is, this is what he did. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Pretty interesting. Good stuff. It is very interesting. I like this one a lot. My Sweet Sixteen. My Sweet Sixteen. So, anything else? Any other supernatural additions, Lexi? No. Like I said, it was mostly just like the mystery was like the the intrigue at that point. But it was pretty cool. I liked it. And it was awesome that it was, you know, led by Leonard Nimoy. So it was very interesting. And it was cool hearing about something that, like, people thought at the time was supernatural from him. Right. Just because, you know, it's cool to hear that from Spock. (laughs) Yeah. So. So we took on the Coral Castle. Rock Gate, if you will. Rock Gate, if you will. Now you go take on the world. Hold on, stop. Welcome back to the Shit Show 2.0. Okay, Boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who were obviously mentally ill. Oh, this is gonna go downhill real quick.